Although she attributes the fame of the public protector's office to former President Jacob Zuma, Tulima Donsela's role in making the office prominent can never go unnoticed. After releasing the state capture report in 2016, Madonsela says she never imagined that the establishment of the Commission of Inquiry into state capture would grow to expose more corruption in other sectors of government. Since leaving the office of the public protector, Madonsela has taken on a new role as the chairperson in social justice in the law faculty of Stellenbosch University. In this episode of Winning Women, we get to know Tulima Donsela, an advocate for social justice. I have always been an activist for social justice, and I'll tell you that it comes from two things, to seeing my parents being criminalized without being criminals. Both my parents were arrested. Uh, My father several times arrested for trading without a license, and he would tell us the stories, um, these compelling stories about how he told off this magistrate about the fact that I'm not a criminal, it's your government that's a criminal, because here am I making a living and willing to pay for the license, but your government won't give it to me. And when my younger sister, who's now passed on, Kumbuzile, was born, I, I was about four at the time, and I was left with her whilst my mom had gone to sell the usual stuff that she was selling at, at school. And she was arrested, and then I was left holding a baby all by myself, until um, an aunt on the same street in Lamini came later at night to, to take my, my sister. And my mom was released in the early hours of the morning the following day. But she wasn't a criminal. She was just trading. It was those kinds of influences. Having There were kinds of police that were called blackjacks in Soweto. They got into the house in the early hours of the morning, kicked the door. The doors in Soweto are iron, the metal doors. So they make so much noise. They would kick that door open and uh, shout and ask people for passes. That was a life. And at some stage, my cousin, my aunt's, my brother's sister's son disappeared. And this was before people disappeared in the se- uh, seven, uh, June 76, where they, a lot of them went into exile. He disappeared earlier because people used to be arrested for not having a pass. If you forgot your pass, they would take you away. So there were so many stories about where you must have landed in a farm in Bethal, where they used to take them. But to date, I don't know what happened to my cousin. My father wanted me to go and become a nurse. I think you've seen that story before. <laughs> and, uh, and when I refused to go and become a nurse, he kicked me out of home. <laughs> and... Then my mom supported me, got a bursary for me. But when I finished and I wanted now to study law, because I, since I had always been good in medicine and science, everyone expected me to be a doctor. 
when I wanted to study law, my mother and my pastor thought good people can't be lawyers. People in the township always knew the lawyer as the guy you find in Faraday, who's always, you know, looking after criminals. And you saw somebody being killed, they get away with it. And people thought those were the only lawyers. They didn't know there would be public protectors, judges. If only her mother and pastor knew that Madoncella, who would in the future serve as the public protector, would launch an investigation which would reveal a system poisoned by corruption in the democratic South Africa. While she commenced the work done by the Zondo Commission, Madoncella recently received harsh criticism after suggesting that an amnesty-like process should be carried out for minor actors in corruption. Her detractors have since accused her of protecting her criminal friends and allowing them to get away with corruption. I think there's a lot more that's happening, that has happened with, with criminality. And not just about state capture, about grand corruption that has not come out in the commission. Even the stuff that has come out in the commission, for example, let's say, let's take Transnet and, 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 and say it's a given that there was corruption there. Denel, we say it's a given. SAA and ESCOM. Not all the names were in the conveyor belt have come out. And if those names don't come out, and if the people outside are controlling the people in the system, that means, because if I'm compromised, I mean, in countries like the U.S., for example, they do a probity test. If you are compromised or you owe someone or somebody has an ace on you, you're not appointable because then that person is going to puppet master you. But the people who are in the system who were involved in corruption are going to be puppet mastered by the people outside unless we have a way of finding them out. And if they were small players in this big thing, we clean that up, but we know who they are. And we cut then the umbilical cord between them and the, the masterminds of the corruption. That was my thinking when I was uh, saying we should give consideration to amnesty. I even said that it's going to be truth, justice, and reconciliation. Because one of the criticism of South Africa's truth and reconciliation process was that there was a missing part of it. And in other countries, the ones that did truth commissions after us, they then said truth, justice, and reconciliation. Because the, the, the justice part means if something has been taken away, if somebody has been harmed, there has to be some kind of reparation. And, uh, and therefore, the amnesty does not mean you get a, a, a get-out-of-jail-free card. It means you give us full disclosure and if you have to pay, you have to pay. I must also indicate, and this is just my personal story, is if you understand African culture in Ubuntu, jail is not always the solution. There are other ways of paying back your debt to society other than jail. And I don't know any African country that had a jail before colonialism. But it doesn't mean that there was rampant crime. Somebody will have to tell me that there was rampant crime in this continent before colonialism because we had no jails. There were other ways of making sure that people were accountable and they took responsibility for their actions. And, and, and 
having been in, involved in the anti-corruption crusade globally, I'm part of uh, a Transparency International. I do know that often when you find other ways of punishment beyond going to jail, you get more people coming on board to help you to, to get to the truth. Remember, you still want somebody to go to jail, but you want the kingpins to be the ones to go to jail. So the ones you're cutting a slack, it's a clerk who, who did it because they were afraid of losing their job or they were afraid of demotion or they were just afraid, but they, they participated in it. And then say, Mr. Clark, please tell us what happened. So this amnesty thing is similar to, to, pee, to pee bargaining. As long as there's injustice somewhere, there can't be sustainable peace anywhere. And that if we can return to Ubuntu, not only is it good for making sure that no one is left behind, it's good for all of our human development. It's also good for peace. That means old people were not stupid when they cultivated this principle of I am because we are. I'll look after you because it is in my interest. In her closing remarks, Madonsela says that South Africa needs either a different leadership or a different leadership approach. A type of leadership that understands that every citizen's concerns are valid and justice is not a just us concept. Tune in next week as we speak to another woman making a difference. Hashtag winning women.